0: Welcome back to the 1009 Podcast. Me and Grayson are here. Another weekend full of sports, full of baseball, which we will specifically get into because we got a special guest here, Chris Phillips, formerly of the Spurs Up show. If you remember, we had him on before the Carolina-Clemson game. He is now with SEC Unfiltered, which is producing a lot of content on Twitter. You're filling up my feed right now. Um, I love following you just to see what's going on with SEC baseball. I'm a baseball guy, so I'll follow just about anything. I used to go to games at carolina my granddad just to go so we'll get into some college baseball specifically acc sec you know that's where we're around and specifically the carolina clemson rivalry that we got this weekend which is probably the best in baseball
1: yeah guys i appreciate you having me on man and uh sorry not sorry for filling up the feed man when you know you get these tuesday nights wednesday nights obviously we're speaking in the midweek uh there's a lot of baseball to highlight certainly a lot of games going on and uh It's been a lot of fun, man. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, the SEC unfiltered journey, we're still very, very early on. Uh, We'll be embarking or beginning, I guess, month three of that journey, which it feels like it's so much longer because I meditated on that. Uh, That transition for so long, but it's a blast, man. I mean, obviously, um, you know, getting to talk and cover SEC football is, we all know the mecca that is. That is the creme de la creme of college sports, really, and then SEC basketball, the strides it's made, and how good the conference is this year. But I'm a baseball guy too, Bailey, so the opportunity to cover SEC baseball this season is one that uh, I've taken full advantage of, and we've hit the ground run. It's been a blast, man, truly, that the the baseball in the SEC is uh, by far the best, and it's the best players, best coaches, best stadiums, you name it. So, And then again, the best rivalry, which I think is upcoming this weekend when South Carolina and Clemson take the field. So uh, I appreciate you guys having me on.
2: I think as we kind of get sidetracked by basketball, just trying to get into that gap of the spring sports and get into the early summer stuff, and baseball really kicks up a notch. I think this is a perfectly placed weekend for all this stuff. Um, We're not the only rivalry across ACC, SEC, so there's a couple different options across the weekend. Um, It's right nestling in between the stretch run of college basketball and then next week, I think, starts the uh, conference tournament slate there, so a great time to get it in uh, before I think some eyes do get brought back to basketball just as they get March Madness underway. Uh, But, I mean, it's been...
1: Yeah, I was gonna say too, guys, it's the first time in a long time where basketball isn't just being viewed as a filler between the end of football and the beginning of baseball for both fan bases in the Palmetto State, which is a really cool thing, right? So the fact South Carolina moved their basketball game up on Saturday so that fans could go to that and go to the baseball game at Segra Park in Columbia. So it's been cool to watch, man, to see both Carolina and Clemson have a reason to be excited for basketball. But certainly I, I think we'd all agree baseball is kind of the crown jewel of this state you know what I mean it just it hits different I I I tell people all the time and I think this applies to the majority of the SEC maybe outside of Kentucky really that while there may be fewer people and, and you know less people that watch the games like watch baseball versus basketball if you will I feel like the passion and the energy of that smaller amount is almost greater than the larger amount that watches basketball. And that's that's why you really feel it, man. It just it just hits different. Obviously, that's indicated by this rivalry. Like example, the rivalry on the hardwood. It's still intense, but that 3-game series yeah. man in baseball, it's got a super regional postseason type of vibe to it, postseason type of feel each and every single year. And I I tell people all the te- all the time that ask what it's like Uh, I just tell them you got to go because it's, it's Mm -hmm. hard to explain. It's, it's really hard to put into words, the intensity of that rivalry on the diamond.
0: And I think that comes from that intensity comes from them playing one home game, one neutral and one home at the other, other place. Like you don't get that often in college baseball. You don't get that often in sports in general. Uh, It's just something unique. You get each passionate fan base having their moment and those games really show out each time. I don't know how you feel about, the greenville columbia situation i know me and grayson have our opinions that uh greenville's a little bit more neutral 45 minutes to hour and a half compared yeah. to 10 minutes <laughs>
2: from
1: a walk founders
0: yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> that's just our our thoughts on that i mean they, they <laughs> yeah, split the fan base 50 50 so it's still yeah,
1: Se- segra literally across town for uh, for the gamecock fans up there um so guys i'm i'm biased in this answer i want to go ahead and get that out of the way but uh if you want a real neutral site contest, there's a beautiful ballpark in North Augusta, South Carolina, where I'm Ooh, from, that yeah. uh, would love to host the game. So if you really want a neutral site and you really want to annoy both fan bases by making them drive to kind of an out of out of nowhere, out of you know, um, really out of left field destination, I think North Augusta could, could serve. Um, you know, guys, I, I like Floor Field. I love Floor Field in Greenville. I mean, I think it's beautiful. It's a, it's a great venue, great ballpark. If they wanted to keep it there forever, that wouldn't bother me. I mean, I think the back and forth is cool. Sagra, a beautiful ballpark in its own right as well. But, uh, I mean, guys, I I just go back to this. Early 2010s when South Carolina it felt like every year was spanking Clemson and that game was in Greenville every year, you didn't hear a peep or a complaint about that game being up there. It was only when South Carolina – started losing that game that you sort of felt the gripes and the moans and hey you ask any Gamecock fan that was there last year I'm sure they're going to tell you they had a really really good time at uh, floor field last year when Carson Hornung hit that game tying home run uh Cole Messina hit the ball that still hasn't (laughs) landed yet over the green monster in left field so I mean I you know I, I think both are great I do agree with you I think the home and home and neutral site is really cool um you know, maybe they eventually move it to like a Charleston. I know that would be a really, really tough drive for mm-hmm.
2: both of So
1: I, I like the back and forth. It'll be I'm curious to see what they do in the future to kind of, you know, if they if they want to stick to one destination or go to a different one. But I'm telling you guys, North Augusta would be a great place to go. Mm-hmm. It's as neutral as it gets. And I don't think the drive is terrible unless you're up in the Rock Hill or Myrtle Beach area, which if you're in those areas and shout out those folks who may be tuned in. But everywhere is a long drive for you. So what difference does it make? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. so, um, I think North Augusta should get a look, if you want my honest opinion.
0: I'll be there Friday night, so I'm going to be in it. I think I was there I was there two years ago when we don't like him anymore, but Jonathan French hit that home run that it was fair. It was fair. It was a fair ball, but um, that place is always rowdy. Um, I, we know Clemson's rowdy as too, so I'm really looking forward to getting back out there.
1: Yeah, Founders Park will be electric, man. I mean, I, I think home-field advantage in this series definitely plays a big part. Although, you know, it's funny I say that. I think the last two times that this series has started at Founders, South Carolina has lost that Friday game. I'm almost positive that's mm-hmm. – I think I think in 2020, I believe that was the game because I think I was I was definitely yeah. there. I think that was the game that uh, Clemson's starting pitcher threw like a one-hitter, maybe a no-hitter into the eighth inning or something yeah. like that. I mean, Davis out,
0: Sharp like, shushed the crowd.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Brady Allen had the solo shot in the eighth inning to make it like, I don't know, five to one or something like that. And uh, Will Sanders, I think, started that game for South Carolina. So, you know, the home field hasn't meant a ton for the Gamecocks over the last, you know, couple times. The series has started, uh, you know, started there. So we'll see if that changes. But uh, I mean, certainly, man, having home fit advantage, especially having it on Sunday, it's it's almost more valuable to have it on Sunday, right, if you get to your home field tied 1-1, if that's the difference maker. It just it seems as if, uh, like you go look at last year, man, I mean, it just felt like even after the Friday loss, when South Carolina won in Greenville, you get to come back home to Columbia, you're tied at 1-1. You, it just felt like, to me, I was like, there's no way South Carolina's going to lose this game. So um, we'll see if that works out for Clemson this year. If the series is is claimed by Saturday, but it's going to be a really fun one, no doubt. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was up in Greenville last year, and that environment was incredible. I was right down the right field line. Uh, so, you see, a couple of plays that happened right in front of me, and uh, the crowd was pretty even. I think, you know, both kind of factions made the drive. It was very, very well populated. It was a great atmosphere to be in. Um, game didn't go the way I wanted it to, but, you know, 40, 60% of people were very happy. And I think, honestly, as far as the drives, those drives home after a loss, however neutral the site may be, or what people are going to remember, they don't care how far it was. Um, but this is one of the things I look forward to, spring-wise. You mentioned basketball being a rare bright spot for both programs, especially simultaneously. Um, I really hope both teams can play well down the stretch. We've seen both dancing. Uh, I mean, South Carolina has a Final Four under their belt, that crazy season I think 2016 it was. So I mean, there's there's some bright spots to look at on the court. But I mean, this this week in the states be dominated by baseball, and it's kind of interesting because kind of like basketball you don't see a lot from these teams before they do meet up, whereas Clemson and basketball was very fortunate that game was played when it was, kind of before uh, the Gamecocks got really into things. Um, and Clemson's typical hot start kind of helped them out there. But as far as baseball goes, I mean, we won't even see 10 games from these clubs before they match up. I think both teams uh, went in midweeks by, I think, a half dozen runs each today. Um, so solid momentum-building spots there. I mean, any initial thoughts on what we're going to see Friday, Saturday, Sunday from these two teams.
1: Yeah, pure hatred. Pure <laughs> hatred for the games. I mean, let's let's have some fun with it. Let's be honest, guys. That's, yeah. that's what makes it so much fun. The first thing I think about when I think about South Carolina, Clemson, and you think back to all the, uh, you know, all of the great memories of this rivalry in the series. And you go back, of course. It's it's not just a three game series in in the, in the beginning of March, man. It's 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 Omaha. It's the postseason. It's super regionals. It's regionals. It's Ray Tanner against Jack Leggett, it's Michael Roth shoving the Clemson guy at first base on a Friday night in front of a rowdy crowd. It's it's Michael Roth's legend being born in Omaha, right, in 2010 when the Gamecocks were uh, up against it, and they asked a, a seldom-used lefty specialist to go out there and throw two or three innings, and he threw a complete game shutout, and the rest is history. And South Carolina went on to win a national championship, went back-to-back, back and yeah. that would have never happened Rub it happened. in, rub it it's in. Never, yeah, I mean, I mean, just <laughs> it's forever attached to that. And you go back all yeah. the way to 2002, when South Carolina had to beat Clemson twice to advance in Omaha, and they did it then too. So like, it's it's you know, and then and then you think back that the the moments on the Clemson side. I mean, I'll never forget 2017 when all Josh Reagan had to do was bury a curveball or just throw a fourth ball and get to the next hitter to Seth Beer, and he just couldn't do it. Three two two out, Seth Beer over the right field fence, ties it, and. Clemson goes on to win the game, win the series. I mean, that was one of the most heartbreaking losses. Um, You know, you think about the last couple of years and I, you know, I'm glad to see, like I mentioned, top of the show. I'm so happy to see the rivalry get back to a place where it should be, which it's going to be appointment TV this weekend. It's going to be one of those series You look across any college baseball show. Certainly we do our show. Uh, later this week, and we preview the series of the weekend. We're going to start with South Carolina Clemson because it's the premier baseball in college baseball this weekend. It's two of the best clubs in college baseball. It's two realistic uh, Omaha contenders, if you will, maybe favorites to get there. So, um, but in regards to expectations, guys, you know we can go a lot of different ways with this, and I'm sure we'll kind of peel back the layers on this as we go. But you know, this is the first time in a long time, guys, that I look at both sides and I'm like who are the aces in this series like like who are those guys like I think South Carolina may have more answers than Clemson mm-hmm. right now when it comes to the pitching yeah. staff I mean you've got Eli Jones on Friday you, you've got Roman Kimball on Sunday you have Dylan Eskew on Saturday I think they may slide Matthew Becker back in that role after he pitched on Sunday and threw three or four innings it looks like he's getting back to be full strength he was supposed to be that guy to start the year and suffered a bit of a setback but like you know There isn't that dominant guy I look at that, oh, man, I can't wait for this pitcher's duel. I I think there's going to be runs and runs and runs and lots of runs. And whoever's bats can stay hot the longest. I mean, somebody's going to have to pitch, right? Somebody's going to have to make a big pitch, make a big play, whatever, Um, you know, emerge as that shutdown guy for either side. But I I think there's going to be a lot of offense. I think it's going to be a lot of intensity. I think you're going to see both coaches gamble. Uh, because while this isn't a series where, listen, it's not the end all be all that 2010 South Carolina team, I mentioned that the national title, they lost that series two of three to Clemson in the regular season, they lost that Sunday game. I think the final score was like 19 to six at Founders Park. So it just goes to show, right? It's not the end all be all. Heck, Clemson last year, right? Loses two of three. They were hotter than anybody in college baseball in the season and became a national seed. So it doesn't define you. But you ask anyone in this rivalry what it means, how important it is. Certainly you ask the coaches, you want to win this one more than you lose it. The last thing you want to build is a trend that, hey, you know, he's a nice ball coach. He gets us to the postseason, but he he can't win the rivalry series. Right. That's Mm -hmm. not something you want to attach to your name. So I think intensity and I think the sticks are going to be red hot this week. And I think we're going to see a lot of runs scored.
0: You mentioned intensity. Um, There's. Sunday pitcher you mentioned I, for, I can't pronounce his name um Roman he's a fire Campbell. yeah he's a fireball and I see and on Clemson's end at least on the bat at bat Cam can is a fireball in in and of itself so I see maybe some fireworks between them two uh if the game you know goes 1-1 goes to the, that Sunday game and he's starting and he Cam's first first batter I can definitely see some fireworks going on there um yeah like you mentioned pitching is it's been a struggle. Uh, I mean, you can't overlook the eighteen to one uh, drumming that Kennesaw State gave us, and which woke up South Carolina Twitter, which they in turn lost eleven to two to. Was it, it, it was it was like
1: perfect irony, yeah. wasn't it? Like it yeah. was just the baseball <laughs> gods were like, no, 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 not so fast. Yeah, we got so, like twelve
2: hours to gloat, and I was like, oh no.
1: Yeah, so the we, both teams have
0: plenty of plenty of bats. Like I, I saw today where Gardner Webb was chirping Casas, and he proceeded to hit one to. Richland, out out of richland county so and he gives me nightmares from last sunday's game from last year when he hit two so seeing him get hot is definitely not what i want to see that's just a large man
1: yeah he can hit him a mile man I, I to your point man roman kimball and i say this in the most complimentary way possible he is a straight up psycho on the mound. Yeah, I, I was there so. I was there Sunday watching him in person, got a look. And the, the stuff is great, by the way, man, the Notre Dame, Notre Dame transfer. Uh, he's worked really hard, obviously, to get back. And, I mean, he's he's going to be mid to high 90s with the fastball and the breaking stuff as elite. He's got Roy Oswalt's type of uh, mechanics, mannerisms, if you will. He's got a big breaking ball. Uh, the changeup is good. But, I mean, again, he lives and dies with that fastball. But, I mean, dude, he is just insane. I mean, and I was I was with a buddy of mine telling him, I'm like, He's doing this against Belmont every single strikeout. I'm yeah. like, what is he going to do next weekend? What's he going to do in SEC play? And I and I'm sure, you know, that's something you don't ever want to, you don't want a guy to not be himself. But at the same time, you, you got to be able to keep the emotions in check. And because certainly in a rivalry series like this, man, like if you, you know, you you do some of that yelling and screaming and then you give up a bomb, they're gonna let you hear it. I mean, it's it's gonna yeah. be relentless. So especially, you know, if the rotation sticks how it's been. He's going to be pitching that Sunday game at Clemson, and that's a whole different beast in itself if you let them get loose and get momentum. Um, Cam Canarello, like you mentioned, I mean, he's an absolute spark plug, one of the best in college baseball. And, again, looking at the Clemson lineup, they got plenty of dudes who can beat you up and down. I mean, again, it's hitting has not been the question for either side. Um you know, and again, there's a lot of new names. Like when you look at that this Clemson lineup, uh, how about Will Taylor? What, he hit three bombs at the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, three, went 0 that, for
0: 22, and then it went 3 for 3 or three yeah. bombs. Yeah, baseball, that's <laughs> all you can the say.
1: College, the, the beauty of college baseball, man. The beauty of college baseball. So, um, you know, I, I think what's interesting about this, this Clemson lineup, though, is that, you know, Caden Grice was kind of that big home run guy. They had other bashers as well. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure who that guy is. I know, I know Cam Canarela, you know, it can, can be that guy. I know Jacob uh, early tie for the lead in homers. But, I mean, the early lead for homers is two, right, outside of tonight, obviously. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I, yeah. I guess uh, Will Taylor yeah, might have right. taken the lead already by himself. But uh, either way, I mean, I think it's going to be offense, 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 more offense, uh, and, and certainly that battle, that one-on-one battle with uh, Kimball and Canarela is going to be a lot of fun. Because, again, a lot of this series, guys, you know, I talk about it every single year. A lot of this series is, you know, the abnormal becomes normal because what happens is guys get out, you know, they they how do I want to phrase this? You know, they get outside of themselves from the standpoint of the emotions get running. There's mental mistakes and there's physical mistakes. Guys make a lot more mental mistakes in a weekend like this, where again the emotions are so high, right? So doing the little things right is pivotal in a series like this, like being able to get a bunt down, executing a hit and run executing a pfp right fielding a bunt throwing it at first base throwing the ball down to second down to third whatever it is so you know the team that can do those little things is the one that's going to win but certainly in the meantime it's it's going to be a lot of hitting and that battle like you mentioned with kimball and cannell is going to be awesome to watch
0: yeah we've had some uh struggles so far specifically in that kennesaw
1: state where our fielding was not the best so um you know, I, I think what's, what's beautiful too man is it's like Let's be honest, South Carolina nor Clemson has played anybody at this point. I mean, it's it's been your typical, you know, very lackluster non-conference competition. And, you know, this is our first chance. We're really gonna learn who these clubs are because I'll be honest with you guys. Again, we're having this conversation about the series and I'm fired up for it. But like I don't think any of us can sit here and say anything definitively about what Carolina or Clemson are right now in this season. Like we just don't know, you know.
2: Yeah. Eight these, games in. That's it.
1: Yeah. That, Neither of these teams have played a, a a tournament at Globe Life Field and taken on Arkansas or Oklahoma State or, or you know, whoever it is. So um, it, it's going to be a fun test, man, early. You know, I think a lot of both fan bases, it's, you know, and I, both are very passionate about baseball. But it's funny. The winner of this series is, I'll just put it this way, much more interested in baseball over the coming weeks than the other than the loser, if you will. And it takes kind of that spark in conference play and win the couple series. Like, okay, kind of pick yourself back up off the mat. So, it just – it goes a long way, man, from from fan interest to fan support to keeping people excited to to team morale to university morale all across the board. I mean, it's huge.
2: I mean, locally, you hear about it for a full year. It's just like football. It's yeah. no different, and especially yeah. from the fans that may – be more inclined to watch i mean nobody's watching baseball more than football i wouldn't think but i mean
1: well, especially hey, especially when you lose the football game you, you need to win this right game.
2: you need that right you need that balance in the <laughs> basketball game when you lose basketball and football either, so. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. gotta win exactly. one
0: sport we mentioned briefly um with like guys like costas finally getting on the board with a homer cole messina obviously uh, is probably the heart and soul of y'all's, of south carolina's team uh we may or may not have gotten into some twitter beef with him last year and then he proceeded to hit that bomb as you mentioned
2: jacob so, did. he's not even here to defend himself but i don't yeah. think he's good he uh jacob inspired every yeah. foot of that so yeah
0: um guys like him he's probably the most experienced guy probably in this rivalry you you are you looking at him to kind of step up and you know use that veteran presence to kind of sometimes call the a guy down specifically maybe even sunday you know take a take a time go go to the mound and calm down your starter and stuff like that that plays a bigger role than people think
1: yeah I mean I think absolutely man in a series like this a rivalry series you're looking to your veteran guys to to be the leaders I mean certainly like you mentioned man I agree with you Bailey that Cole Messina is the heart and soul of South Carolina baseball you know we saw that really really early last year I mean and and it's more than just you know people see him get fired up and, and and shake the hair and do the second the double celebrations but like you the way that he handles that pitching staff, I think is really underrated. Um, the defensive catcher that he plays, obviously, he's a big bat in the lineup. What he means in the locker room is one of those guys. I mean, I think across the board, he he is, like you mentioned, the heart and soul of South kind of baseball right now. Uh, you, you look at a guy, although he's quote unquote young, a guy like Ethan Petrie, right? You, you lean on him. I mean, obviously, Petrie's going to be a dude that um, I, I think has gotten off to a good start. He, he's not necessarily Charlie Condon right now, who literally cannot m- miss anything, but um, he, he's swinging it well. Um, there's a lot of newcomers for South Carolina too, though. Man, you look at Kennedy Jones from UNC Greensboro, you look at Parker Nolan over from from Vanderbilt. The list goes on and on of new guys they've added. You know, with the transfer portal, uh, it, it was already like this before, right? With the uh, with Juco ranks obviously being a big factor in college baseball, but I mean, all the different guys they've added, certainly it's going to be a lot of new faces that Clemson's going to see as well. But you know, a guy like Eli Jones starting on Friday night, right? Like you, you look towards him, like, hey, man, we need a good start. We need to get off to a good start in this series. We got to protect the home field. It starts with your dude on the bump, right? Like, I think a lot of people like us are going to be coming into this weekend expecting a lot of offense, and I wonder do the pitchers take it personally? And you know, definitely some of those those veteran pitchers as well, guys who've been around for a while. They know what this rivalry is about. So. Having that type of experience, guys, I think certainly it's invaluable. It's invaluable to have guys who have been through the fire. Certainly when you have guys like, again, Messina, Petri, Casas, who were on the team last year, who won this series. And on Clemson's side, you can say guys that were on the team last year that know the pain of losing the series, right? It can drive both teams either way. So, um, you know, I, I think when you have those veteran dudes, again, guys who have been in the middle of this, it's not necessarily going to catch them by surprise. It's those youngsters that I think you got to kind of – or guys new to the rivalry. Again, Roman Kimball, who, you right. know, he yeah. was on the team last year, but he didn't take them out, and it's just a different experience. So, I think certainly Cole Messina will be a guy if South Carolina – I mean, look at last year, guys. If South Carolina is to win this series, I think we'll probably be talking next week, this time next week, about, hey, Cole Messina had a great weekend. Because it seems when he goes, this entire team goes
2: yeah they're going to be a product of their knowns i think i mean you mentioned new faces and a lot of unknowns for the teams in general i mean you touched on the legends of the rivalry and the programs earlier just rattle them off this is that series where you get in that conversation you stay in people's heads for years i mean we're talking about 2010 earlier like it was yesterday because that meant so much in that moment and of course you know omaha in that environment elevates it but even this regular season series i mean if you emerge as a leader on a team and you even surpass the knowns on your team and you're a big factor in why your team wins that series you're going to be on the to top people's minds the rest of the season beyond um and about the historical part south carolina made some history last week i think i'm going to ask your uh, objective adjacent opinion uh <laughs> and how many awesome. innings are in, in no hitters
1: that's a good question. Yeah, I think there was some chatter about that it. it doesn't count as a no-hitter because it was seven innings and not nine innings, I, I believe. Is that what the – I think that's what we're referring to right now. I, think yeah. so. I mean, dude, I, here's the thing. If Clemson threw a seven-inning no-hitter, I'd I'd say it was a no-hitter. I mean, they didn't get a hit. They didn't get a hit. I mean, they run-ruled yeah. I guess that was – you know, we we should hold it against them because they run-ruled them. So I, I would call it a no-hitter. Um, on On a quick side note, though, you mentioned the legends of the rivalry, and Bailey mentioned Jonathan French way back in <laughs> which it's crazy to think. Uh, it was 2020 he hit that homer? That's how long 20, it No,
0: it was 21.
1: Oh, 20. Okay, 21.
0: Okay. The year before he left, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it would have been 22 then, yeah. I believe. Okay, yeah. I, either way. My point being, you know, the fact that we come into this weekend and a guy we haven't talked about, he's leading South Carolina in batting average right now. Is Dylan Brewer. So he can get I,
0: cold. He can get cold. <laughs>
1: hitting, hitting, oh, oh for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. But hitting five nineteen right now. Um, you know, that's I, I'm sure the I mean, I don't know, maybe the bad blood has hasn't subsided. But I mean, I think last year it was it was much, much more of a story, right, guys. I mean, yeah. you recall last year we were right. talking about Bonnie Lee and, and how weird it was, like the rivalry series. And it still is kind of strange. Um, but you know, certainly it's 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 you mentioned like the legends of the rivalry. And I mean, we had never seen something like that before guys where Monty Lee comes to Carolina and Dylan Brewer and Jonathan French follow him. And it just very, very strange set of circumstances, but uh, you know, it'll be a big weekend for him. It'll be a big weekend for Monty as it always is. And it's a big weekend for Mark Kingston guys. I know that we haven't talked about that, but I mean, it's, it's, I I think a lot of South Carolina fans are still kind of the jury is out on Mark Kingston. I think a lot of people, their confidence in South Carolina baseball right now comes from Monty Lee being on staff, not Mark Kingston being the leader of the baseball program. So, you know, it's one of those things where Kingston's going to be judged based off what he does in the postseason and how far they go. And do they make a super regional do they get to Omaha? But again, guys, it's, you know, in the meantime, winning the rivalry series can do a lot of good fortune for you, a lot of good favor, if you will. And uh, so he, he desperately needs it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Monty casts a shadow, no doubt. But, I mean, you mentioned the addition he does make to that staff is incredible, even just within the rivalry. I mean, he coached in it half a dozen – I mean, half – yeah. yeah, about five, six years. I mean, it's that's a valuable experience to have, and he's going to be able to settle guys down within the dugout where – I mean, that's where a lot of the team's going to come together anyway. Um, so that would be, like you said, weird for us, for sure. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were happy when he got fired, and they're like, whoa, wait no, not there. Don't go there and beat us. Yeah, um, exactly. so, I mean, it, it adds another layer to what I think we can all agree is one of the better, if not best, uh, rivalries across college baseball, because that's another unique factor that you really don't see a lot. I mean, across rivalry lines, even other sports, it's very, very rare for people to travel across the state and suit up, especially, I mean, for French and Brewer, they had not played 10 games in South Carolina before that season, that series popped up last year. So, I mean, it's just, it's very, very weird. Um, but it's another thing we can root for, or in our case, root against. Um, you know, it'd be nice if Brewer does not hit 519 this weekend. Uh, that would sting a little extra. Um, but I, I think that, you know, both teams being top 20, I, I, I'd I be okay with saying top 15. Um, but, you know, per D1, perfect game, whoever. I mean, these are two teams that, I mean, you mentioned, you know, Omaha expectations briefly. Like, these are two teams that want it. And I think Clemson was well on their way last year, and it just came to a screeching halt um and this is going to be a huge springboard series to you know are we really going to go to Omaha can we really say that is it too early because you win the series like well no it's not too early we just beat Clemson we just beat South Carolina of course we can um so as far as like expectations and keeping that slow rise going as you get into like the meat of the schedule um conference play I think it's going to be a great thing to watch and that is why this series means so much even if it is so early in the season
1: and to your point, man, I mean, I think both teams are set up really well to have successful seasons, no matter what happens, right? Like somebody has to lose the series. So um, I, I think both are going to be real forces in the college baseball landscape this year. I think both are going to be postseason teams. I would not be surprised uh, if both are hosts and uh, maybe we see South Carolina Clemson back in a super regional or something like that. Um, I, I will say on the Clemson side, man, I, I love the hire of Eric Backage. You know, I, I, I mean, we all recall this was two years ago. Um, South Carolina had endured a brutal, brutal season. And I'm sure most folks remember that, you know, I, I called for Mark Kingston's job. I thought it was time for South Carolina to go a different direction. And, um, you know, when he when he returned, I said last year, hey, they get the Super Regionals, I'll shut up for the future. And they did. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not out here leading the fire Mark Kingston train or anything. And certainly I've There are other reasons I'm not because I'm not going to be the SECU guy leading a fire Mark Kingston train. But, uh, you know, I I think the addition of Monty Lee and obviously it's kind of gotten that thing back on track. But I really commended Clemson when they, you know, because Monty Lee was very, very well liked up there. And everybody I've known that I talked to, I mean, he's a great baseball man. He's a great man. he's, He's extremely liked by everyone around him. I don't know that that was necessarily a popular decision. But when they hired Eric Backage, I was a very, very big fan of that hire. He was somebody that I said I would have loved to have seen South Carolina hire him. Obviously, it made a lot of sense because Backage was on those Jack Leggett staffs and uh, some really, really great teams. And I, I think Eric Backage, I mean, we saw it last year. And, you know, Clemson lost a marathon game. One of the best games of the college baseball season uh, to Tennessee. That was nuts. I mean, that game was absolutely nuts. But yeah. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time. I think it's a matter of when, not if Eric Bakich is getting Clemson baseball back to Omaha. I, I really do believe that, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be wildly successful there and we'll see. We'll see. He's got to show that he can recruit and win in the portal, but, uh, and certainly win in this series, right? He, I guess he's 0-1 now, but. Uh, right. You
2: got to improve that for sure.
1: Yeah. You got to, you got to win the rivalry series, but. No, I mean, I, I think Backage, I think he's one of the best in the game, and I, I think Clemson baseball is going to be – I think they're set up well. I, I really do. Yeah.
0: And we saw, even when Backage at Michigan, a school that, you know, it's not Big Ten's not known for their baseball. He took them to, the, to Omaha, and they made a pretty deep run. I'm pretty sure they played in the national championship. Um, so, seeing his success there and seeing, like, the immediate success that he had last year, you know, it's like – and it also feels like he's bringing that Jack Leggett kind of you know, military like you're gonna if you want your guaranteed spot at third, you're not gonna get it and you're gonna end up in the portal like some players. Um we're not gonna name names, but he might be from Bakesburg, Leesville. Um uh, voluntarily left, yeah. Yeah. So um he's he doesn't put up with any bullshit. He's very headstrong. He he has Jack Leggett in the dugout which for people that grew up watching baseball and watching Clemson and knowing Clemson, it feels like that's where he belongs, is in that dugout, no matter how his tenure ended. And, I mean, you can say the same about Monty Lee, how his tenure ended at Clemson wasn't the best, but just seeing him still coaching, still in the rivalry, it feels like he belongs there, too. So, like you said, there's a lot of storylines specifically in this game, but I don't know... One thing I wanted to talk about, too, outside of the rivalry, I know you're probably you're probably rolling with South Carolina. We're going to go with Clemson. Um, I'm, yeah, that's, you know, really yeah. it's
1: funny. I, I haven't necessarily like locked in a prediction. I would probably and I mean, you guys, I here's the thing. I think you all probably know this already, but I you can be rest assured this is a completely objective. I, I don't have any like I'm going to pick with my head. Totally not my heart. I'd probably still lean South Carolina though. It's yeah. so tough because there's so many unknowns and like, I guess I got to go with who do I think's pitching is more than likely going to show up. And it's like, I guess it's going to be South Carolina's, but guys, admittedly, my biggest question for South Carolina going in the season was the pitching staff. So, I mean, I think it's truly, here's the thing. I'll tell you this. I'm leaning South Carolina. I think Saturday is the X factor. I, I think whoever wins Saturday is going to win the series. I, I think both teams on their home field. Um, I like both teams on their home field. I really do. I think South Carolina on Friday night um, in front of a raucous Park. I know Clemson's won the last couple of times. I would feel good about picking South Carolina to win that game. I think Clemson at home on Sunday, I, I think even if it's in a 2-0 hole, right, I think Clemson will show up. Uh, in front of their home faithful, and more than likely get the dub. So it's like who wins at Segra Park? That neutral site game is always really important. So I, I think that's the X factor. So guys, I mean, I, I would, I would lean slightly Carolina right now, but it's 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 really truly a coin flip. And by the way, before we get off of this, um, Billy Amick's a dude, man. I, I don't know, he's a dude. I, I mean, I, dude hit another bomb tonight. Hit another bomb. So I we need to see like a Clemson Tennessee rematch, though. We need to see a rematch.
2: A nine-inning one, hopefully. That would be <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That
2: would be my only point of contention there. Uh, yeah, I mean, we saw it firsthand for a whole year last year. And, you know, you can – we did it within the rivalry. Guys of transfer all, oh, they're the worst person in the world. They're still going to just mash if they're that guy. And he, he clearly is for Tennessee. And they've – I mean, talk about a dry spell as far as postseason performance goes. I and mean, they're flipping people off and bat flipping. And then, you know, I think it was Notre Dame, bounced them two in barbecue. And last year, I mean, it's just, you know, they're – talking about programs do that have been, you know, right there and, you know, have the, have the roster, have the coaching staff, if he's not suspended. And I mean, have all the pieces to put it together. I, I think that's another uh, team we could definitely name, but I mean, it's, it's tough to see his name on Twitter feed every day with something regarding 400 feet of something. Um, but uh, I mean, I think I'd safely speak for Bailey. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's right back in another winning environment um and i think he's gonna do really well and it's just it's gonna be tough to scroll past that 11.7 you know two three times Uh, a week
1: i'm i'm sure you guys know a lot more than i do about like the ins and outs and the the whys he left i i really don't know the whole story um
0: we could say it all fair
1: i mean it surprised (laughs) me no doubt it surprised me um but i will say to the point of tennessee you know, I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago that if, if I was starting a college baseball program today, it, 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 I'd have Tony Vitello as my head coach. Like, I, I just think for today's game, today's players, the way he coaches, there isn't a guy that gets it more than Tony Vitello. Um, and I mean, there's other great coaches out there. Do not get me wrong. But he's one of those dudes. I love the fact, too, that he's one of those guys. You hate him when he's not in your dugout.
2: You exactly.
1: Him. You love him. Yeah. He's on your side. You want a guy with that type of edge and that type of swagger and just that that mentality that bleeds into the players. And I think there's a reason, right, Tennessee plays like that. They're, they're a reflection of their head coach. And so, you know, guys, I, I picked Tennessee to win the SEC East, believe it or not. I, I just – I'm a believer in Tony V. I'm a believer in the Vols. I mean, I, I think it's going to be extremely competitive, obviously, what Florida's got with Jack Caglione, Colby Shelton, Cade Fisher on Fridays, and, you know, the rest of that team. They, they've got just power up and down the lineup. They've got power arms, of course, in the bullpen. Um, you know, I think South Carolina is going to be right in the mix. The, the one team in the East that I'm I'm not high on that I think early on has sort of reaffirmed my doubts is Vanderbilt. I, I just I don't feel like they've got the sticks. I think they got the pitching. I don't know that they have the hitting to match it, and they've struggled early, man. And you know what's scary yeah. too with Kimi is that pitching has struggled, which is not what I expected. So we'll see if Corbin if they can get it turned around. I mean, it, it's Vanderbilt. So I mean, they're they're going to be really really good, but. You know, somebody's got to finish four. Somebody's got to finish fifth in the SEC East. Um, so, I mean, it, it's – dude, the SEC is going to be – and then we didn't even talk about the West with Arkansas, LSU, A&M, Auburn, who I think is a factor, Alabama, who I think is a factor. So, it's it's it, it's the best conference in college baseball by far. I mean, it's just team after team after team that's, you know, realistic contenders for Omaha.
0: Yeah. One other thing that I know I wanted to point on, and it kind of goes off of that um, SEC being so dominant in baseball – the state of North Carolina, South Carolina has nine teams or eight teams ranked in the top 25, which is insane. And then the sheer dominance of the SEC and ACC in the rankings. Um, you don't see that very often. And we've seen that switch come in the past couple of years, especially with Wake coming on strong. Uh, it's, it's, college baseball runs through the South, Southeast, North Carolina, South Carolina. It's and it's I mean, it's kind of been like that growing up, you know, baseball's is so much better. Uh, down in South, so it's cool to see so many different teams in, within the area being so good at this sport.
1: Yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, I, I think uh, to your point, I think the latest top twenty-five poll. I do think there's nine teams now in the uh, from the Carolinas. Yeah, my latest. Because Campbell, yeah, Campbell got ranked. Yeah, because Campbell got ranked. You got Coastal Carolina in there, and, and and by the way, I'll say this: like I I hype up the SEC a lot, obviously, and I won't apologize for it. But I mean, the ACC, to your point. I mean, hell, guys, the number one team in the country is from the ACC. It's the Wake Forest, Demon Deacon. Speaking of speaking of transfers and people being upset, right, Chase Burns going from Tennessee to Wake, and, uh, you know, he's shoving for them early, and I think Wake is going to be – I'd be surprised if they're not right back there in Omaha. You know, could they get upset a Super or whatever? It's college baseball, right? Anything can happen. But I think Wake Forest is legit. I mean, again, you talk about Clemson. I think they're legit. I think Florida State. He's going to have a bounce back campaign. It feels fitting, you know, just weeks after Mike Martin's passing, that, you know, I, I think Florida State, watch out for them to put together a special season. What they did in the portal was really impressive. Um, and then you look at the coastal division, man. I mean, I think Duke is for real. I, I think absolutely. Duke is for real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Virginia's Virginia, right? They're always going to be there. Kind of same thing with North Carolina. They're always going to be there, right? UNC, although they lost two and three to East Carolina. Um UNC is always going to be there, going to be right there in the mix, right there in the hunt.
0: ECU is no knock either.
1: No, no, no. no. I, I, ECU was one of my picks to go to Omaha. I, I think at some point Cliff Godwin's going to get there. So you know, I'm not even knocking UNC for losing the series because that was a that was a similar one to Carolina, Clemson, where it's you know played at different sites, and the the final game was played at East Carolina, which was the rubber match, and ECU comes through and wins that great series, great series. Um I'm curious what Miami is, guys. We talked about Florida, Miami this weekend. Um, Miami's kind of been up and down early. This is going to be a great opportunity this weekend for the Hurricanes to, you know, to prove themselves that they can take down Florida. I mean, it's, it's a huge one, right, because I think for Miami, they're trying to prove that they're for real. Uh, for Florida, I mean, obviously, it's, it's you know, it's it's one of those things, guys, where Florida baseball, you're never measured up against, okay, are you good enough this weekend? Are you the better team this weekend? Are you the best team in the SEC East or so the SEC Florida's measured up against every year. Is this team good enough to win it all? You know what I mean. And, and the fans aren't patient, and they want to see the results. And you know, although we can preach as much as we want, hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't ever react. Fans are gonna fan. Yeah, so
2: they don't want to hear that. Yeah.
1: No, we don't want to hear that. It's a huge rivalry. And then, guys, I think Georgia Tech. I mean, I don't know if y'all are seeing what this kid is doing over at Georgia Tech. This freshman, um, his name Drew Burris, four, yeah. four, four tonight. Four home runs in the game tonight. We're speaking on Tuesday. Four home runs. Kid is a true freshman, and in his eighth collegiate game, he hit four home runs. So, you know, Georgia Tech is a team that, you know, buddies I talk to, they're they're high on Georgia Tech and, and think they could be special. So, I mean, the ACC is deep, too. That's what I'm trying to say. And certainly you mentioned the Carolinas specifically. Yeah, man, the, the best baseball in my opinion, and I'm biased saying it because I'm from the Carolinas, but the best baseballs played in the Carolinas, both north and south. And it's it's uh, it's really cool, man. And it's crazy to think, too. I wish it would work out this way. It's not going to. But imagine if we had an all Carolinas Omaha. Can you imagine if we had that? Wouldn't that be something? But unfortunately, it's not going to work out that way. But wouldn't that be cool if it did? And it's on the table
2: numbers-wise,
1: which is insane.
2: Like, you is. have eight that could get there.
1: You know what? On that note, though, you know what should happen? There should be, like, a Carolinas tournament. Like they do. Yeah. In that'd Texas. be incredible. Like, yeah. why not get all these Carolina teams together and play a tournament? That now that would be electric. That would be electric.
2: Uh, yeah. You'd get top. It'd be like battle eight. for Atlantis level at yeah. baseball diamond. That'd be that'd be awesome. I mean, now Florida is in a weird, like just battle right now with Stetson. They got three more outs down a run. Um, and that's gonna add some more venom to that Miami series. I mean, coming off a loss like that, you're playing a Miami team who, you know. Like you said, there's still trying to figure out figure out what a fair bar is, or what they're really going to be this season. Um, so we could have a whole other layer to that coming off of a Tuesday game. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, dude, it's it's going to be exciting for sure. I mean, I'm I'm super pumped for this weekend and for the the, the conference season to get rolling again. We're we're just going to learn more about these ball clubs and about these teams and and who are the contenders and who are the pretenders and. You know, teams are going to continue to you know, sort through early on in the season, finding their their best guys on the weekend, their bullpen guys, their best nine. And we get to conference play in a couple weeks, man. There's nowhere to hide. So I, I'm excited to see how both South Carolina and Clemson shake out. But obviously the SEC, the ACC, all the college baseball landscape, man, it's going to be going to be a lot of fun.
2: I do have an SEC question. I'm mean, talking about states that are dominant baseball. What on earth is happening in the state of Mississippi right now? I mean, I I can't really wrap my head around how bad things have gotten relative to how good they were a short time ago.
1: It's crazy, man. I mean, it's, it's to your point, it's, it's, it's hard to believe, you know, I I think there's still hope for Ole Miss this season. You know, it's been ugly early on. They split with Hawaii. Hawaii was weird. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii was weird. They lose that midweek game. They lose game one to, I believe it was high point. I think it was, I'm not a hundred percent. I think it was high point lose game one, and I, I literally posted guys. It was like, hey, take it out, blow on it, put it back in. like this thing this game is broken. like something's broken. They proceed to come out, run rule Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. I think it scored like it was like twenty two to nothing in the third inning or something crazy like that. So you know and I think old Miss did win tonight in the midweek. So maybe there's a chance they wake up when it comes to Mississippi state guys. I mean, I, I went on record about a week and a half ago and said that, after back-to-back losses in the midweek to Austin, PA, and I i know, like, you don't overreact to the midweek, but the problem is when you have a terrible back-to-back seasons like Mississippi State has had, and then you come into this season and you start slow and you have those losses, I think you've seen all you need to see, man. I, I just think unless, barring some major turnaround in Starkville, I think the Chris Lamonis era will be and, and should be over. You know what I mean? I, I just – it's too proud of a program – they got one of the best stadiums. I think the best stadium in college baseball. There's so much great history and tradition and guys like, think about it. What sport, any sport, I don't care if it's baseball, basketball, football, cause you can talk about, Oh, is it a revenue generating sport? Like coaches don't survive back-to-back losing seasons. I, I don't care what sport. Mm-hmm. they certainly don't survive three straight losing. Yeah. Seasons. Like the no. fact mm-hmm. he came back this year was insane. And like, so think about, I mean, guys, you can think about it from the football landscape. Like, Back-to-back LSU five Auburn. Back to back five and sevens are getting you fired. Like they just are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I think for Mississippi State baseball, when you've had back to back seasons like they had, as bad as they've been, if it follows suit again this this third straight year, I, I just I don't know how they could justify keeping him. So, um, yeah, it's it's weird times right now in, in the state of Mississippi. But you know, I I think maybe Ole Miss has a fighter's chance, a, a punching chance of making something of this season, sneaking to the postseason. But I think Mississippi State is dead, man. It, which is a shame because we talk about Carolina, Clemson, and the great rivalries. And like, if there's another rivalry on the diamond that matches up with Carolina, Clemson, it's Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Like yeah. that series is nuts, right? That series is crazy. So and so like to watch them last year and them both be like six and twenty in SEC play when they met was just. It was strange, man. Another <laughs> just, game, another weekend. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's it's hard to get up for it. So, um, yeah, I, I will not be surprised if we don't get some changes in the Magnolia State over the next couple of years, or maybe even short term.
2: That's something that stuck out to me. Just as, yeah. I mean, that was a great. I think, in-depth look. I mean, I'm not an SEC guy like you are, and I was just like, I just know these two teams won titles back-to-back years. Uh, the, the college bat, baseball crown stayed in the state of Mississippi for two full years, and now I'm looking, I'm like, five and four? Losing to Austin P? Like, what are we doing? Um, but it's just how quick things can change. Um, go ahead, Bailey.
0: I was just going to say, and they also have two of the – probably the best stadiums in college baseball, too, It's with all the renovations that Mississippi State has done. And then you obviously – at Ole Miss, you got the beer showers. Like the environment, the environment's of, like any ACC SEC school is top notch. So, but specifically in the state of Mississippi, they're some of the best.
1: Yeah, I mean, guys, I, I did SEC baseball stadium rankings, and and the dude was number one, and Swayze, I believe, was number four. I had a uh, Baum Walker at Arkansas, number two. I had Alex Box Stadium at LSU, number three, and then yes, Swayze four, and then Founders Park five. So, I mean, they, they're Incredible venue, seating upwards of ten thousand plus, and I mean, it's it's again that just goes to show the the passion for college baseball in the SEC. Like it's it's just different, man. Like when you got those types of crowds coming out and watching you. So um, both programs deserve better, no, no doubt. And, and Mississippi State, man, certainly. I mean, it's 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 a shame the point they've gotten to.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned a bit of omaha forecast earlier anybody we should be looking at that we haven't mentioned yet maybe somehow outside of acc sec Uh, i mean coastal carolina with gary gilmore on the way out comes to mind as maybe a team that'll just be galvanized behind a coach uh, make a deep run anybody else you're looking at keep an eye on even this early in the season
1: i mean i think coastal's a good pick i I look at texas i actually threw a a futures bet on on them to, to win the college great odds on them great odds uh through a futures bet on them to win the college world series. Um, so the Texas Longhorns certainly I think are one that are, that are realistic containers to get there. Uh, UC Irvine is a fun sleeper for you guys. I had Mike Rooney a one baseball on the show. And I mean, he absolutely loves UC Irvine. Uh, they return, I believe they returned, I think all starting nine from last year, like every starting at bat wow. that they had last year was back. So like they're, they're as veteran as it gets in college baseball. You um, see Santa Barbara. I mean, I'm trying to give you some sleepers here. I mean, I, I think Duke is a realistic Omaha contender. I think that.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, we mentioned South Carolina, and Clemson. I think are both realistic. I mean, there's so many in the SEC. Dude. I think. I think. Look at Georgia. All of a sudden, I don't think they're going to be Omaha, but like, I think West Johnson's club is looking early on like they could be a surprise. Granted, it's been non-conference play, so don't want to overreact. Obviously, but Georgia looks like they're going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, outside of that, guys. I don't know. DBU, come on. Dallas Baptist? (laughs) how Patriots. Maybe Dallas Baptist. TCU, TCU, certainly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wake Forest, obviously, guys, up there at number one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we mentioned, like, a Virginia is is always a a threat to go. You know, could Campbell, they got close last year, made it to the regionals in Columbia and fell flat, but could they do it? Um, But I think at the end of the day, guys, like, you have those Cinderella stories, but also, too, in college baseball, like, the the – the cream always rises to the top. Like, I, I think you're going right. to have, I think you're going to have half the field be SEC teams. I, I do. And maybe I think you could have four SEC teams and Texas in Omaha this year. Like, I, I think, I just think the SEC is so good. I mean, I think Arkansas has got the best pitching staff in college baseball. Yeah. I think 17 strikeouts. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate Reagan Smith. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, LSU, even though you lose Skeens and, and Dylan Cruz, they're, they're still loaded with Tommy tanks and, you know, if they can get Thatcher Hurd going on Fridays and, you know, they've got, a, they've got a deeper pitching staff, deeper bullpen, I think, than last year. So certainly they're a threat to go. Um, you know, I think you look at, you know, I think Texas A&M with Jim Schlossnagel could be a real threat as well. Pitching staff looks to be much better. Jace Lavalette and Braden Montgomery, in that lineup. You could argue A&M's got the best lineup in the SEC and one of the best in college baseball, um, you know, Florida certainly. So, I mean, I, I just there's so many good options for the sec like you don't want to go chalk certainly um i know our guys over 11 uh, over at 11.7 they love the mid-majors and they'll talk about teams like right. and georgia southern <laughs> and, and you know some of these others that can make it and, and certainly i think that'd be a lot of fun it'd be really cool to see but uh i, I think the sec is going to be very very well represented in omaha this summer
2: uh, it's gonna be great to watch Um, uh, i mean as far as you think eight spots is a lot it's coming off of a football mindset, and you start l- listening off these teams like we can put fifteen teams in these eight spots. Uh, I, mean, that's- I mean, guys.
1: I mean, guys. That's that's what's beautiful about you know I've I've never been before. This will be the first year, and obviously I'll have a lot of reason to go the SEC tournament in, in Hoover, and uh, I'm planning on going and um, at, at minimum for like the championship weekend stuff. But I mean, it's it's a blast. I mean, dude, it's it's literally like a mini Omaha. Like you you've got the best of the best baseball when the sec tournament begins and uh man it's it's just so much fun so I, I i already am giddy thinking about it just watching baseball from 10 in the morning till rain delayed 2 a.m then those games finish up does every single year um and then certainly man you know the plan is to, to make a trip to omaha first time ever for me because i think there's a good chance like i said that a couple of sec teams will be out there so um, really excited for it, guys. I mean, it, it's going to be a great year. I mean, again, I, I think there's going to be ACC representation as well. Wouldn't be stunned if Clemson is there, uh, but we got a long way to go. So it's the beauty of college baseball, man. You just never know.
2: Yeah. I mean, we'll all be locked in starting this weekend
1: on
2: mm-hmm. um, baseball, like you mentioned, tracking the rivalry and then beyond that. Um, we absolutely appreciate you coming back round to a couple of Clemson guys. Uh, this is the perfect week to do it. Uh, we did it in the lead up to the football game and now arguably the most, the next most important installment of this entire deal, uh, come up this weekend. So we'll be, uh, tracking that, tweeting about that, all kinds of stuff. Um, really excited. Like Bailey mentioned, you're all over my Twitter feed too. I love to see it. Uh, it's been really cool to see you kind of transition to a more broad subject and then cover it really, really well. Um, you're getting the views out there, which is amazing too. So we appreciate you now that you're super famous, uh, still coming to entertain a couple of tigers and, um. (laughs) I'll let you let the people know where to find you on the way out.
1: Uh, you know, guys, I appreciate you. I was going to say, too, I, obviously the first time I came on with you was the week of the football game. South kind of loses this series uh, to Clemson. I think they may start demanding I no longer come on the show. Cause
2: <laughs> and then you come on every show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> trying to catch the L every Good luck on the Colin show, doing that. Yeah, Toronto <laughs> catches the L every time. But, uh, no, I, I appreciate the kind words, man, and certainly – There's going to be a lot of baseball yet again to cover this weekend, but Carolina Clemson will be, like I mentioned, it'll be appointment TV viewing and, you know, we'll we'll be, we'll be covering it diligently. Undoubtedly, it'll be a lot of fun this weekend. So, but yeah, you can find us on social media at SEC unfiltered X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you get your content. We drop daily content on YouTube again, SEC unfiltered on YouTube, Uh, the podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, Our website, secunfiltered.com, and I will plug, by the way, guys, uh, on the SEC Unfiltered entity, of course, on YouTube, specifically in podcast, um, Harrison Fant and I, who's going to be like my co-host for this show, we are doing a segment called The Windup twice a week. Uh, It's going to be a show that drops on Mondays and Thursdays, SEC baseball show specifically, where we'll go around the league, recap everything, break down everything, give our analysis, opinions, whatever, preview, predict. So you can expect Thursday, we'll be talking the full upcoming weekend in college baseball, SEC baseball specifically. And of course, Carolina Clemson will be a big, big part of that discussion. So really excited to do do that with Harrison. And uh, I, again, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity and, and look forward to certainly chatting again soon. Yeah,
2: for sure. Uh, well, I mean, maybe, who knows? We're looking at Super Regionals matched up again like the good old days. We'll have you I on again.
1: I, I'd, I'd love to see the rivalry renewed, whether it's Supers, whether it's Omaha. It's, it's just, you know, it's it's one thing meeting up in these early March series, but certainly it hits a little bit different when we talk postseason.
2: Definitely. Uh, so this will be Apple, Spotify, YouTube. We'll link all our stuff, obviously all Chris's stuff, um, written, spoken, Video wise will be linked as well, and um, we shall see how this weekend goes. So, again, I appreciate it, and um, it's rivalry week again.
1: Appreciate you guys. Jesus. Jesus. Subscribe.